Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. While we were out of town, our house sitter left Tribbles. It was a little, uh, it was a paper plate, and on the back of it was a message saying, while we were gone, there was a transporter accident, and Tribbles had gotten loose in our house. Yeah. And, and there was a claim that there was 30, and that was crossed out 33, and actually that should have been crossed out too. I think I found 37 of them. They multiply. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. So yes, some creative person has actually been waiting for us to go to a Star Trek thing for years. That's funny. Yeah. Ever since we started going to Doctor Who conventions, was hoping that we would go to a Star Trek one because they wanted to let Tribbles loose in our house. And so they sewed them up themselves. They made Tribbles. They made Tribbles and put them everywhere. That's, it was hilarious. It was. Every, every time we'd find one, it was hilarious. That's totally great. Mm-hmm. And while all that was happening, the the access to testosterone saga was continuing. As it does, if you listen to this podcast. Well, <laughs> you had gone back to the doctor or, you know, had, had been talking to the doctor. I don't know if it was an in-person or an online visit well, or what, but you were working on getting your... Well, what happened was before I had all these problems because there wasn't any testosterone at the pharmacy and then we tried the gel... I had an appointment in my calendar for the end of May, you know, third week or something in May. And so in the meantime, I had had an appointment with him on March something while I was at my sister's and I went back on the injection. And so I didn't feel I needed an appointment for the third week in May, but I saw it in my calendar and I thought, oh, I better call them and change that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you had just talked to him and just got things set up, you don't need to see him again this soon. I didn't think so, but, but you know. When you called to try and cancel this appointment... They said, I don't see an appointment there, so I tell them what the doctor told me. He said, I thought he said, come back in six months. So I thought. But she looked... Then she, after she asked me that, then she went in my chart and looked to see what he said. Just do it in the first place, okay? No, that would be too easy for them. You know. Make too much sense. She didn't believe me. And she wasn't going to believe me. I know this. I'm just a, a white guy, so I'm not believable. I understand that, you know. The the majority of your demographic does a lot of talking out their ass. They do. It's completely understandable that she took whatever you had to say with a grain of salt. So but she, she looked in the chart and he had written 10 weeks, which I did not remember at all. But maybe he wrote that last time before all the... I don't know. So I didn't have an appointment on like the 23rd of May. And she decided I did need an appointment. And so she made me one for the 25th of May. None of which I wanted. But, you know, I, <laughs> oh, I for need the prescription. Sake. So yes. we'll just do what we're supposed to. And then she sa says, and you need to do your labs before that. And I say, okay, can you email them to me like last time? Every time I, almost every time I talk to them, I talk to somebody else. I didn't know there were so many people working in an office anywhere in our town. Now, your doctor is not part of the big hospital health system in town. No. Which is where your labs are covered by the insurance, which is why they would have to email it to you or give you a printout or something. Well, what she said to me is, well, last time they did email them, and it was great, and I printed them, and I brought them with to the, yeah. you know, to the lab. Well, she says, you can access them in the portal. I'm like, what portal? Mm -hmm. I've been going there, all, you know, since, what, January or something. Since he moved there. Well, since he got moved there and got on the insurance anyway, panels. But yeah. anyhow. And I say, what portal? And she says, go online, and you can access the portal there. And I say, okay, well, how do I sign up? And then she tells me, use your 
email and this code. It's a generic code of like endocrinology mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. So I went on the website and went to the portal and I could not get in. I was not surprised. I see that you're not surprised. The dog's not surprised. So there's an option after I try to make sure it's not just me doing something wrong. Uh, I tried a few different times more carefully. There's an option to ask them to reset it if you can't access it. And it says it may take them a couple days to do that, like three days, which is a lie. <laughs> Because I did make the request and it was over two weeks before they responded. And I wasn't in a hurry because I was following the directions I was given and the ones I could find. And that that was all I was willing to do at that point. Right. If it comes closer to the appointment and I haven't done labs, guess what? He'll have to call me after. Because I I just am like, you know. You've got way too much on your plate lately and it's not worth tracking down all of this nonsense. When you have been tracking down all of this nonsense for many, many months. Yes. And not only that, but you've been tracking down similar nonsense for many, many years. (laughs) Yes, I have. So they sent me the access to the portal, and I went in there and filled out all the forms and did all the things. And do you know what? There were no labs assigned to me in my chart, (laughs) not in the portal. So there's an option Mm -hmm. to send them a message. Oh, gosh. If you have a question. Did you have a question? I did. (laughs) Where are the fucking labs? (laughs) Lab, you know, the lab orders. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I sent them the message and it says they'll respond in 24 to 48 hours. Truth or lie? Well, 24 to 48 business hours, because that 48 business hours is a little over a week. It's like a five, six, six business days. If you're 48 actual working hours. Still a lie. Haven't received a response. It's been over a week. No response. Huh. Yeah. Shocking, I know. I can call them if I remember and say, so what would you like to do about that? Yeah. And I'll get a different answer every time I call. But (sighs) at least they hopefully have the record of you pursuing a solution. Well, that'd be nice. So it's now the beginning of May, and you've been working on this since before we left at the beginning of April. Mm -hmm. And you have an appointment at the end of May that may or may not, may or may not Uh be useful. (laughs) Right. And you were telling our lawyer friend about this because he was also asking you, Hey, how do I get a hold of these jerks? (laughs) They don't seem to answer their phone. I leave them messages. They don't call me back. He didn't say jerks, but that's what I'm saying. Right. Because it's really annoying to keep calling them and not get things done. And I could probably say something to the doctor, but I don't think he'll fix it because they'll just tell him an answer and he'll believe them. Continue. I'd like to, but I'm trying to think. That's been hard lately. Thinking has been hard. And along with access to testosterone and even with potentially cooperative providers, it, it's stressful that all all of that, I think, piles up in, in the, you know, the, the experience I've had this far of every time you can't get your testosterone. And then all of the attacks against trans people going on in our world. Various states and countries. Yes. Attempting to legislate us out of existence. Mm-hmm. That is stressful. And even if, you know, I mean, to be completely honest, you and I as individuals and a lot of the people that we interact with on a regular basis are, you know, we're class privileged. We have the privilege of education and of functional social systems around us that we are likely to be insulated from the worst potential outcomes. Well, I don't feel protected because those are my people. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, so it's not okay. And 
it's very hard to make yourself okay when you're dealing with the situation happening around you. I'm better at some points than others. What's not made it better, another issue touching my world right now is TSA. And I'm supposed to go out of town. And you and I have TSA pre-check. And that's that's a privilege, like the other privileges we have. And we don't take the expense of it lightly. No. You know? No. And I highly recommend it for anyone who can get it in the U.S. if you're a citizen or a resident and have the option to get it. It really has made traveling so much easier. There's not the same stress of the same types of scans, the same types of suspicions. Right. But... Except when there are, because it's not working. And something (sighs) is wrong that the airline is not attaching my known traveler number to my ticket and giving me pre-check. I have booked the tickets the same way every time I've gone somewhere, and this time it's not attaching itself and giving me pre-check, and I'm having a I'm having a time with it. Well, that's what happened when I took number three to the East Coast. It was, it was the same thing, that they didn't have it on there, and then, you know, I mean, we just went through the normal line because right. at that point I was just not even going to futz about it. But Well, and what it says is you should make sure it's in there before you check in, which I did. Mm-hmm. It said it was on file. Often I'll go in and put it in again anyway, but this time it didn't come up and it's come up the other times when I traveled with the boy, when I traveled with you. The last time for you it didn't come up and this time, this is the ne- next time for me and it's not coming up. We had it when we went to Chicago. Yeah, we did. So it's kind of freaking me out because I was just going to bring a carry-on bag and now I'm like, okay, I've already, if I'm going to have to go through the other scanner, that's already a big problem. I can't bring, you know, my swimsuit and my swim pack and whatever else I I just if there's a risk that they're going to have to open up your bag right you don't want them going through all of that don't so my bag has to be checked and I don't have a problem with that it's not a big deal for me to check my bag the longest wait we had was when we got to Chicago it was a long wait we had a fairly long wait when we came back but but besides that it's not I don't really care I'm getting there earlier because we're flying and not driving this time but the idea of having to go through the whole thing after not having to is really hard. And so I did chat with the airline folks about it. And they said... In the online chat, did you use the app or did you use the website? I used the app. Okay. And I also went on the computer and did what they were telling me to do on the computer while I was chatting with them mm-hmm. on the app because I decided, well, let's try it. It's not working in the app. Right. And they said, well, you can try to fix it when you get to the airport tomorrow. Which means it may or may not get fixed. And I, I, I will just check the bag and then deal with the next thing because right. now I've stuffed some more things in the bag because I'm busy having some anxiety about traveling. I'm sorry well, that you I have you're... the things I need. Yes. I'm sorry that you have transiety. I, I am very sorry myself. The, the word is useful, but the thing is definitely bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. So I messaged and I I explained to, uh, so my my former work wife is going with on this trip. Does she have pre-check on her ticket? No. Okay. Mm -mm. Did you book your tickets the same, in the same booking? I did. Oh, that might be it. It might be, but I did it with the boy. Boy was a minor. You did it with with the other child. The other child had an ID number that I plugged in. Minor child does not have a state ID number or did not at the time. Mine should show up. I'm, I'm a known traveler. It should show up. Yeah. That's what TSA says. It should. I did report it to TSA. They do have a way of you reporting it, and I reported it to them. Good. They have a ridiculous way of doing it if you're on your phone. Don't <laughs> do it on your phone. 
do it on a computer, if you make a report to TSA about your, your pre-check not showing up, because the calendar wouldn't let me plug in the date for my birthday because I didn't know it had to be a dash. And anyhow, I had to press the back button until I got to my birthday. <laughs> I did this when I was That's on, a lot of clicking. It was a lot of clicking. <laughs> Sorry. From today back to my birthday. So don't do it on your phone. Well. Um, I could have got off of there and went and did it on the computer, but I was on the elliptical because of anxiety. And so I made the report to TSA. And I was really glad after I did it because I, in the past I have had uh, identity theft. Yes. And this could be part of that. It could. And they, then TSA would need to know. Yes. So if there's a problem, I don't want them giving me a real shakedown in the airport and thinking I'm not who I am. Yeah. So I really, nobody needs that, especially not a trans person today. No. But I explained to my former work wife, I said, I should have pre-check. This is before I checked us in. And I know that you won't. However, I will probably just go through the pre-check line anyway, because it's less anxiety as a trans person. Mm -hmm. And she was like, totally fine. Doesn't care. Because she's a very cisgendered, social lady person type deal and will be fine going through whatever they put her through. And I think that's going to be the title of our episode, lady person type deal. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. That's wonderful. I'm glad you like it. I love you so much. <laughs> I, I don't think she'd agree that it was a that she's a lady type person. Maybe I she, could ask her. Yeah, <laughs> you could. Oh my gosh, you probably could though, actually, because yeah. like she's she's always here and she's been your person for like many decades now. Yeah. Like, yeah, off and on at some points, mm-hmm. depending on other circumstances like jackasses she's dated, for instance. Yeah. 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 She she tends to run off into boyfriend land, just like pe- other people, like she's everybody. She's so over them right now. Occasionally. And you has know, been for some years. I don't think we know anyone who hasn't occasionally disappeared into boyfriend or girlfriend land. Yes. We know some ace people that do not. Oh, okay. Fair. Yes. Speaking of which. Non-ace people we know have not disappeared into. No. Go ahead. I, I feel bad like when we go out somewhere, I think, well, what if she wants to talk to guys? Of course, she's not the type to pick somebody up. Mm-hmm. But men would probably talk to her as easily with another guy there. And like, should she say, well, that's my cousin or my brother or, you know, and then I thought she could say I was ace, but that might confuse more people than not because, <laughs> you know. Well, and not only that, but like, which which falsehood is going to be best suited to navigating a situation? Mm-hmm. And given that anyone she might meet, she might end up continuing to talk to, continuing to have a friendship or a relationship with. You want the the one that's easily explained. Well, I think of all the things and then I narrow it back down to what's really practical. And mm-hmm. It would be more like a cousin thing. Which you have fictive cousins already. Well, and she, she is the fictive aunt to our children. When I say we're going out of town and their aunt is watching them, here's her name and her phone number. Yes. Yeah. We say to them, your aunt. Yes. And they call, we have numerous fictive aunts. Yes, we do. And so I think it would be completely reasonable to say cousin or sibling or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And she's kind of like a, a brother sister because she does a lot of things that dudes she's do. She's a too. tomboy sister. Yeah. Like we're going out of town to go to baseball. Yes, you are. Yes. Um, And 
See, I was thinking about this the other day and like I was, somebody else was saying something in one of the discords I was in and I was going to explain about how you and she were, you know, something related. But then I was like, how do I explain this, this relationship with this person who is, you know, just as valuable, if not more so to my husband than I am, who is like this long time absolute necessity presence in his life? You know, what, what do I say? Do I just say, you know, to say his friend doesn't I, seem right. I disagree with the part of like more important or something that you said there. We can talk. I, got, I lost the word. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Lost it. It's okay. The word was there, but I understand the long standing yeah. part. And we can discuss that later because there have been numerous times where I've watched you take her opinion over mine or her, you know, presence over my, you know, there, there are numerous times where I've watched you make that decision. But that's completely irrelevant in this moment. Right. Because, number one, I don't need to be the top dog. Mm -hmm. Number two, I was trying to figure out how to explain this because the relationship was pertinent to the story. Mm -hmm. And I eventually ended up deciding just not to tell the story. But the thing that came into my head that I realized was she's basically a platonic life partner for you. Right, which you had to explain to me. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which seems very much like people's friends. Well... I think there's a difference between a, a friend and somebody who you have like a long-term commitment with. Right. Like you two are stuck. Mm -hmm. But anyway, you're going with her. And did you did you discuss with her what you might want to say no, about any gonna, of this or how to explain I was, it? I did not. I was I was going to do that once we got rolling on okay. the trip. That sounds like and a good plan. I think she'll find it unnecessary because at least currently. I, I think it would be nice for her to have a decent dude, but I don't know how that's going to happen in our age group. And We tried to get her to meet our lawyer friend. Yes. But she was so tired after working on the kitchen all day, and he was kind of spacey because of other things as well. He did wear a clean shirt. He did, and yeah. so did she. She went home and cleaned up after working on the kitchen that's to meet this true. guy. Yeah, and, and she was paying attention because she asked if he was coming to dinner. And when you say kitchen, it's because... You and your work wife, you decided that you you have for a long time, I should say, to back up. Mm -hmm. You have for a very long time disliked our kitchen cabinets. Yes, very much. They are original to the house and they look it. Yes. And that didn't bother me because I'm used to living in old rundown places. Right. You, on the other hand, like things to at least look nice, look new. Clean. Clean. These yes. things had, you know, mm. decades of... Shaking my head. The point where the grime, to wash off the grime, was also washing off layers of finish on the... Which made me think it was going to be easier to sand, but that's another story. <laughs> and, and what I said is, I wish I could do these kitchen cabinets at some point. I'm not sure if I could talk myself into it. And at some point in processing that, she volunteered to... To help. Yeah, if you ever want to do your kitchen cabinet. It might have been that thing I had on the side of the fridge where with different color cabinets and saying, someday I'd like to make the cabinets look like this. Mm -hmm. And had a discussion with her from there. But she likes projects. She does. Mm -hmm. And she likes doing things to be social. Like she's not the kind of person who will just 
come over and hang out. She does occasionally with us, Mm -hmm. but often she will discuss, you know, her social events as being going to play pool or going on a hike or going on a trip, or she likes to do the things to be social. Helping her friend's mother sort all of her Christmas ornaments. Yes. Moving somebody's furniture. These are the things that she does for the sake of the social interaction. This is the type of social interaction she likes. So, of course, she wants to help you refinish your cabinets. Thinking it would be a satisfying project. Well, and also, like you said, the fact that like this finish was so old and that in the places, the high touch surfaces, it was so worn down, you know, you'd wash off the grime and you'd be down to bare wood. Yet. Yet you disassembled everything and you started sanding just the frames. All the doors are still out in the backyard. Yes. But just the frames. Yes. You roughed it up. You did everything that the stain said to do. And the stain people in the store, because I did a bunch of research last year when I thought I might do this mm-hmm. and didn't get to it. So I had all I had everything picked out, mm-hmm. none of which was working. Oh. We were doing a test. We had a, a door that we were doing a test on, mm-hmm. and it would not absorb the fink stain. And with most stains, especially on bare wood, you want to put it on, you want to let it absorb, you want to wipe it right off. Correct. But in this case, it was not absorbing. No, no, it wasn't doing any such thing. And so you texted a picture of an attempt to our lawyer friend. I did. I was texting him and my Jesus friend because they both do lots of projects. But the lawyer guy does more wood projects than the other one avoids them. Yeah, he's a woodworker. So I asked him, have you ever had a stain not absorb? And he said, no, but I haven't worked with a lot of wood I need to sand and refinish. I've mostly, you know, worked with new wood. And he said, well, it could be you're using an oil stain and it needs a water-based one. It could be, you know, whatever other things. It could be, send me a picture. And I did. And he looked at the picture and he said, I hate to say it, but that needs more sanding. And I said, well, I needed to know that. So thank you. You had already been sanding for like a day at that. You had been like put six hours of sanding into about half of the kitchen at that point. Like you hadn't even gotten all of the framing. You would put six hours into about two thirds of the framing. Maybe less even. Yeah. And so- So we sanded for four days. And you stained on the fifth day. Yes. And on the sixth day you rested. No. (laughs) On the sixth day I stained again. And then we put polyurethane on the next day. I was trying to make it a creation narrative, it, but it didn't. It, it's it not, fails because, it's because there is no day of rest. There was no day of rest. There were seven days until we dropped. Oh, Actually, my seven and a half into the eighth. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, long days too. And I felt bad because I was like, I, you and I do not work together in the same space no. well. You and she work together in the same space very well because you've done so for decades. You know, you have been off and on in the same office. Mm-hmm. In the same workspace, in the same cubicle, in the same fucking broom closet. <laughs> yes, it's true. And so the two of you have developed a system whereby you share space well. You and I are just bad at that. We are. We try to stay out of each other's way, you and I, and we're not even good at that. No, we're not. No. <laughs> No. So you stayed completely clear. I stayed completely clear of the kitchen. Go ahead and do the whole thing. If you need anything from me, if there's anything I can do to help that won't be in your way, let me know. But otherwise, I'm just going to be over here, I don't know, killing imaginary things, playing the New Horizon game. (laughs) Right. 
I felt bad. I'm like, I didn't. I thought that was fine. Doesn't bother me. You're going to do something else, and I won't do whatever the thing is because we try not to. Yes, and then you did end up asking me to put contact paper in before we put everything back into the. When I had asked you ahead of time, would you put everything back? Because that works better for you to know where things are. Yes, you wanted things to get moved around a little bit. You. It was funny because you said, this is my way of wanting variety. Yes. I'm like, I want variety. I want novelty. I want more people and more partners and more fun. And you said, I want different ways that the furniture and the cabinets get arranged. Yes. (laughs) And I was like, can do, baby. All right. Thank you. (laughs) I do appreciate it. Anytime. I tend not to move things around very much because you don't tend to like that. I And then you can't find anything. Yes, that's, you know, I, I don't mind if you want to move things around. I just need forewarning so that I have time to wrap my brain around things being in a different place. This is the thing we've talked about before, about both of us coming to this relationship with baggage from previous relationships. My ex used to, my kid number number one and number three's dad would often rearrange the entire apartment while I was at work and I would come home to everything everywhere. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would be done. Most of the time it would be halfway done and I would have to clean up and finish. Otherwise you wouldn't be able to make coffee or something stupid like that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. So I appreciate that you let me know ahead of time. Hey, I think I want to turn our dining room into a living room. Hey, I want to move the couches around. Hey, I want to move the TV into the other room. I'm like, okay, thank you for letting me know. Go for it. Mm -hmm. Also, because I know you will do a full job. I will. More than thorough. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm glad it works. I'm sorry well. that it, it sometimes becomes a problem for you because you can't put it, you, you get that perfectionist thing going and then you're like, it's not exactly what I wanted. I need to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it happens. It does. I'm pretty used to it. But anyway, now we have nicely refinished cabinet frames and doors that are awaiting sanding after you get back from baseball. Yes. And your work wife will probably come over and sand doors as well. Probably. With the borrowed sanders from our lawyer friend. Yeah, he brought more sanders in case we needed more. <laughs> One of them is the same that she had. Mm-hmm. It might be a different amp. Didn't y'all like burn out the motor on one of the sanders already? (laughs) One of the small detail sanders, it was about a week into the project and it just stopped working. Yep. I had to go get a different one. Mm -hmm. And then there's a belt sander, but we don't have paper for it. And I don't, I think it would have been helpful, but the problem in the kitchen with the frames was when you get to the corners up by the ceiling and the really tiny areas that you're doing with, you know, a piece of sandpaper wrapped around a pencil or something Mm -hmm. to try to get in a corner and you cannot get enough of it out. And so the stain wouldn't stick there still, even after two coats of stain. Mm -hmm. So the cabinets are a little darker because I had to put a third coat of stain and it's we found that by accident. We got towards the bottom of of the can, even though we were stirring it, it was thicker and it it made it go on thicker. So the last coat is what finally did the coverage. Uh, The door should be better because they are somewhat easier to sand being that we have them off of there. We don't have to. You can move them around. Yes. The maneuver Ability is a big thing. It is a very big thing. This is probably why our neighbor took his cabinets out when he refinished them. I did not want to do that. No, taking them down off the wall and then replacing them on the wall. You've got to get them up there just right again. And I'm it's a pain in the tail. No, I'm not doing that. All right. So, do we have something on our list we missed? Um, while all of our food was out of our cabinets. Oh yes. <laughs> There's a dog on the couch next to you where we're recording. 
<laughs> who is really miserable right now. Well, he's very naughty and he fools us because something will be there for a while. And this was a week and a half of everything there because when I finished the, the frames, you didn't have time yet to put in the contact paper and start putting things back because work was busy. And by then it, it, it was Monday or something. Mm -hmm. So the dog fools us. And I thought I had everything put up where he couldn't get things. Yep. And I was wrong. And he's very sneaky. So the other night when we went to go take our showers before bed, he didn't come up to the room and I didn't notice right away. But when I got out of the shower, I was like, where is the dog? And I opened the door and called him and he didn't, I didn't even hear his, his tags jingle. And I thought... He is doing something. He usually comes right away. He usually wants our attention, wants our... He does. Yeah. Because he's being naughty. And the night before, he had already gotten into something. I had the drawers stacked, and there was a drawer full of baking stuff and other drawers on top of it. So that wasn't a problem. And I didn't think more thoroughly about it because I had all those drawers on top of it. But then I put the drawers back, even though they're not finished yet, because we need to use the stuff in them. And until I'm going to do do that part, I'm going to do the doors first and then go back to the drawers. Right. We wanted to use our stuff, but I didn't put that drawer back because you were going to put that stuff in the pantry. There were some things, like you said, you wanted them rearranged a little bit, and that's one of the things that needed to get rearranged. I didn't realize there was part of a bag of chocolate chips in there until I found it tore up all over the floor. And admittedly, it's only like a quarter of a bag of mini chocolate chips, but still, chocolate is doggy poison. Yeah, so we thought, there's a dog, he's alive. Well, he got into the hot cocoa at Christmas time. Yes, the and spicy hot chocolate. The spicy hot chocolate and made himself utterly miserable, but survived well, it. Well, that time he ate like... Three discs of Mexican um, hot no, cocoa. He ate no, five discs. Five discs. And they're eight servings each. God. So he ate like 40-something servings because he ate part of another, you know, part of one, and mm -hmm. then he buried the other ones. Mm. So this is the next night after the chocolate chips. I had looked around. I didn't see anything. Well, apparently he went digging through the bag of teas and there was hot chocolate discs in there. The three that he had buried in the couches God. last time and I had put back in the cabinet. He dug them out and ate them. And then the crazy ass creature went and got my gluten-free Oreos <laughs> that were buried under the vitamins. Because I didn't want a boy to eat them for me. Right. I've probably had them for months, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And there was about 15 or 16 left. He ate eight cookies for sure. Oh, God. And I'm thinking, who eats gluten-free cookies if they don't have to? And earlier, when number zero came over to hang out with us for a while, mm -hmm. you were in the other room, and Bob was on the couch behind me. I was sitting on the floor, and then number zero sitting on the other couch, and I'm like listening to this dog's intestines behind me. Yeah. And... And, I mean, you can tell that he's not exactly happy. And But his mouth was happy, so. <laughs> how, many of, how, how many humans do we know who make similar choices? Right. So, I, I'm, I'm listening to it and I'm like looking over at Zero like, can you hear that? And after that, they could. Yeah. After that, every time it would gurgle, we would both laugh I at each other. I text them the next morning. I said, guess what he did now? And so he started to shuffle a little bit and I reached up and flipped him off and I wasn't looking, but number zero said that he turned his head away and looked at the couch, <laughs> looked at the cushion. Well, and we also had been talking with Zero Child about whenever they come over, then we really have to keep an eye on him because he tends to do something naughty in the next couple of days because he's mad because they didn't stay. Yeah. 
And as they point out, that's because I moved his bed, not their bed. It was their bed. But according to the dog, it was, you know, Mm -hmm. his bed. And he's mad about that. Mm -hmm. He's mad that Zero's not here with their bed to Mm -hmm. accommodate him. So, yeah, we have to keep an eye on him, which is why he's sitting next to me right this minute. Yeah. And we had to go close the closet because one of the things he'll do is go chew up some undergarments of yours. He likes yes. the expensive ones. That I don't wash as often. So I went and closed the closet because I- Thank was, you. He was in here with us and then he wandered off and I couldn't see him. And I thought, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to do something naughty. He'll probably get mad too because my suitcase is out and then I'll leave and mm-hmm. you get mad about that. So you better watch out. Okay. Yeah. Take it from his, for his strolls. Evening would be fine. It'd probably mm-hmm. be nice out. That's the time of day he tends to be naughty anyways, evening. So maybe if yes. he's had a stroll in the evening. Might be. Although I don't know if he's up for a walk today. <laughs> he had a walk this morning. Oh, I know. But he might be, you know, try and take him for another one just to wear him out. So he's like less likely to get in trouble. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. He's not looking like it right this No. Minute. But was there anything else about any of that or anything gendery that we missed? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. That might be it for now. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Nasty little dog. Terrible creature. Awful, horrible, worst good dog ever. That's him. You talk about the naughty dog. We can. I definitely intend to touch on it when we're talking about the kitchen. Okay. See if we can wait for the motorcycle to go past. I almost said microphone again. <laughs> Would you like the door closed? It feels kind of good with it open. It does. Damn it. We could try leaving it open. We might. We'll see. We don't want the microphone to go by, though. Are we good? Sure. <laughs> okay. For fuck's sake. Okay. Okay. Try again. Okay. Say hello directly to the microphone. Hello directly to the microphone. Thank you for following directions. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. It's Wild Kingdom. (laughs) No. They're not going to be quiet. No, they're not. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and more of the same. There might be some other things. I'm not sure. All the life that happens around it. Oh, yeah, that. All the life that happens around it. (laughs) You want me to do that over? Uh, if you would, please. I lost my train of thought. It's okay. okay. A podcast about... I was telling 
my boss the other day about how my misophonia for like water sounds like the other day I had a with the podcast that had the water sounds on the speakers and I'm like I don't mind water sounds quite so much in person like I go hiking by a stream it's just fine but when they get the sound of that stream into little headphones something about it just sets my teeth on edge <laughs> like worse than chewing sounds sometimes Mm-hmm. Or like coffee commercials or soda commercials when you hear them pouring the drink. That bothers you? It does. I'm sorry. I can't that stand it. really inconvenient. But now that we're done drinking our water, we can go on. <laughs> okay. That's my opinion. Yeah. So. An and astute birder could probably um, dox us or at least regionalize us based on which birds are chirping in the background. Uh, they're pretty generic. Okay. Yeah. Good. Never mind. Continue. Yeah. They're mostly robins and sparrows. Stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Robin is the state bird of Michigan. There you go. I continue. You know, worked with New Wood. Send me a picture. I know what I just said. You can't help yourself. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm over here trying to contain my chuckles. You can't. Thank you. You can't do it. <laughs> it's not that new. We helped him get it when we were out living down the road. <laughs> what? Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I know. So he, he's mostly worked with wood that has not been finished before. That won't help you, I know. <laughs> Just continue your story. <laughs> I was trying to be good. And so he asked... <laughs> <laughs>